0: Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. My name is Ginny Helmendahler, and today we're having a really exciting conversation with Dr. Barbara Van Dalen. Dr. Van Dalen was named by Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in 2012 for her work with Given Hour, an organization that she founded. It's a national nonprofit that provides free mental health care to veterans and family members affected by the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. How are you today,
1: Dr. Van Dalen? I'm good, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And please, Jenny, call me Barbara. Of course. And so
0: today you are here because you are the
1: CEO of WeBe Life Incorporated. And so what is WeBe? So WeBe, which um, is uh, our way of shorthand for well-being, is a technology platform. It's really the first of its kind. That we created, and when I say we, I'm the CEO and there are two co-founders that work with me. And we have worked in this space of well-being for a long time. I'm a clinical psychologist, a child psychologist, and for the last 30 years, I've been working to increase access to care for different populations, different communities to bring tools, resources. And we have learned, and what I know from the work I've done building Given Hour. I also created a, um, the first-of-its-kind effort for the federal government to prevent suicide with our veterans leading the way. So I've done a lot of things, and what I have come to understand is we need to use technology not to replace individual care or interventions that require um, a relationship with a, a human in real time, but to extend, expand, and so that's at its core, and I know we're going to talk more about what WeBe is, but it's a digital health platform that focuses on well-being.
0: Yeah, and so you have done a lot of work before with veterans, but then also you founded Campaign to Change Direction, which is also a national health campaign to educate the public. So right now with Weeby and with Campaign to Change Direction, you've kind of
1: zoomed out a little bit, it seems. Absolutely. And again, you know, if you think about how we think about mental health and well-being, and most people think, oh, you know, we wait until something is really seriously wrong, and then we go and try to find a therapist, which is very difficult these days. First of all, there aren't enough mental health therapists here in the U.S. uh, or anywhere in the world. And it is a huge challenge. So with the campaign to change direction, that was our effort to really back up the conversation and try to teach people some basic hygiene, mental health hygiene. You know, we take care of our teeth and we know that we're supposed to go to the gym, but we still don't have those habits built in. How do we recognize when we or someone we care about is suffering. What are the five signs of emotional suffering? That's what the campaign to change direction was all about. Michelle Obama was our, our champion and our keynote speaker at the launch of the campaign in 2016. And that now has grown and it's literally reached people all over the world. So with given Hour, it was how do I harness mental health professionals who will give free time to provide free care to service members, veterans, their families. Then the Campaign to Change Direction came next, and that was all about how do we educate people on some basic tools and knowledge, increase mental health literacy. Then I was asked to go into the federal government (laughs) to build prevents, which was how do we build a national effort and an all-of-government effort focused on suicide prevention Mm – and now with Weeby, how do we use technology to democratize emotional health and well-being? Mm-hmm. And that's really
0: interesting just that you've had experience in so many different sectors. And then that means that you know
1: now that technology seems to be the key. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, technology, yeah. yes, it has such power and such potential. But this is not a news flash to anybody listening that we know that technology can also be part of the problem. Right. We know that current uh, platforms provide an opportunity for people to engage, but how they engage can sometimes actually be incredibly unhealthy and lead to some of the challenges that we're seeing around the world that we are, those of us in the mental health space, are very, very concerned about. Definitely. And one of the problems about
0: technology is just that there's so much of it being overwhelmed by choice. And so that being said, what makes WeBe unique compared to a lot of the other apps out there? Because I've heard of several different apps that track different elements of well-being. What makes WeBe different from those?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So when I set out to create WeBe, I really, you know, reflected on what do I know? What does science tell us? And what we know is that there are certain elements that affect our overall well-being. So what we've done is we've taken six of those elements that are evidence-based, and they're emotional experience, relationships, physical health, sleep, activity, and spirituality. And why did we choose those? Because we know they are all really powerful when it comes to our overall sense of how we're doing. And we can talk about any one of them, but just think about it. I used to say this when I worked with teens That, you know, if your relationship is a train wreck, it's going to affect how you're doing. Absolutely. Right? And if physically, if you're dealing with a serious physical condition, that's going to affect how you are feeling overall. And it's going to affect your relationship. So you take any of these six and say if there's something significant there, they're going to affect our overall. And so that's one reason we chose them. The other is because these are all things you can do something about. Right? You have power over them that you can make adjustments you can get support you can learn things okay so that's that so Weeby is all about democratizing mental health and well-being so giving people the first of all the tools to track every day rate their own or use their smartphones or smart watches devices aura rings whatever you've got we're developing that capability to track sleep and activity but those other things are personal ratings of how are my relationships and we teach you how to do that and it takes just a minute okay so first we're doing that The next thing we do is we then say to you, all right, that's about you. Can you now think about, are there people in your life that you would trust to actually see? This is the secret sauce of Weeby and also the leap of faith. We know that if people are open and honest and share with the people that they trust, how they're really doing, their authentic self, not Not what they want it to look like on a post on somewhere about their food or a dress or whatever, but how they're really doing on these elements. That allows the other person to be part of whatever that process of healing, whatever that journey is. So the next piece of WeBe is about giving people the opportunity to create what we call pods. And it's up to five people. Yourself, you can invite four more people. They see your ratings every day, you see theirs. If everyone gives permission, there's a lot of privacy built in. And then you move from that to the next level of opportunity to engage, and that is affinity groups. And then we also, there's a whole lot of bells and whistles and resources and tools. So it's the first platform that makes it easy to track, to share, and to strengthen these specific elements of well-being. And it's all database and it's all powerful because it does allow you to be in the driver's seat but it also, it invites others in, so you're caring for them, and they're caring for you, so it's really, if you think about social media, this is a a version of social media that also has this very powerful well-being focus, well-being opportunity. Right, and so you were
0: talking about the pods, and I actually was going to ask about this later, just I know that sharing how we're doing all the time with people can be, can feel a little bit too personal, like what if you're just not really having a good week and then you feel like you can't really say that because you just kind of want to be alone, you don't really want to be checked in. How do we be
1: honest about how we're doing while maintaining our privacy? It's a great question. And I guess what I would ask listeners to reflect on is is there anyone in your life who you really want them to know how you're doing? Hopefully there is. Before Jenny and I came on to do this, my daughter called me. She's a senior at Ohio State. And she was heading into finals because we're taping this, um, uh, you know, a few weeks before you're hearing it. You know, we have a great relationship where she actually wants me to know how she's doing. And that's really healthy. And it's really good for her. And it's really good for me. And so I think if we think about maybe there's only one person. Maybe your pod is a pod of you and one other person. Maybe there are two that you really want them to know. And, again, what, what we're doing is you do these ratings. It's very, it takes you about a minute a day. We use sliders, and they're, they're this color coded. It's really cool. You'll see it go from purple to yellow wherever you are. So it moves from purple, which is like stormy, because it, our feelings and our experiences like the weather. Sometimes it's stormy, and then it moves to kind of a mixture of clouds and sun. Wow, there's that color theory. Yeah, in yeah, that's yeah. incredible. We love that. We, we <laughs> call, them this, call it the sunbow effect. So you don't even have to think really about a number. You just kind of think about where am I on this slider. Am I closer to this end, which is poor? Or am I closer to this end, which is excellent? Or which color fits my sense of me? And we give lots of tips about how to rate and how to think about it. And so it's really quick and easy to do. So when someone looks at your pod, they don't see, like, numbers or things like that. They see colors. And they can very quickly and easily tell, how's Jenny doing today? And they see, oh, it looks like her, her sleep is purple today. I can then reach out and say, "Jenny, what's up with that? It looks like you're not sleeping well. And then you may say, oh my gosh, I had this project I was working on. And it just opens the door to a conversation. So you can decide who to share with. You can decide to be on the app and to be in a pod, but not share your daily ratings. That's key. You can say, I want to be with you. I want to have this close relationship, but I'm not quite ready yet. And then you decide to turn that feature on. And that's the way it is throughout the entire app. You're in charge of your privacy, but we are constantly encouraging you to take that step to open up because we know the power of sharing. We know the power of peer support. We know what healthy relationships can do for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I actually
0: downloaded the app a few weeks ago and poked around it a little bit. And like, if maybe sleep is not an element of wellness you really want to track, then you can just take
1: it off, right? Well, you can take you can opt out of spirituality because okay. for some people spirituality may not they may not see that as part of their well-being and that's fine. The other ones you don't opt out of them, but you don't have to rate them. Okay. And you rank them so that it's like you're saying to yourself and when we did our beta testing, it was fascinating because people said, "You know what? I ranked mine in a way that I thought they would be the most important, but then as I started using the app, I started to learn, wait a second, relationships are most important to me. And what we found is that even though a lot of apps right now do track sleep and activity, your steps, okay, fine. (laughs) Those are really important and we track them too. But what we thought is that people would rank them as most important when we did our focus group and our beta testing. Nearly 80% of the people who use the app said emotional experience, relationships, physical health. Those are the three that are the most important for my well-being, just by tracking well-being every day, just by thinking about it. It actually, we have this great data. It actually is good for your well-being. And if you're not rating yourself very highly on an element, the app is smart enough that in a, in a few days, it will pick up and say, five or seven days, you've been, indicating that your sleep is, is below where it should be. I know a lot of students here, that's very common. But at least it's important that you get get a notification that says that, and then it guides you to tips to help. But it's also telling you that if, if your relationships are consistently rated as poorly, that you're putting that in, it will feed that back to you and let you know, here are some things you might want to consider to work on those relationships. And they're not just necessarily intimate relationships. It's just the relationships that matter to you in your life. And so I wanted to
0: um, go a little bit broader again for a second. You said in the beginning how technology is really important right now and why this app
1: is really important. And so, for instance, what is the effect of the pandemic? Oh, my gosh. The pandemic, um, I mean, the pandemic's been really interesting and, and terrible. But on the interesting side, we've learned some things, you know. We learned that people will make use of technology to care for themselves when other options are not available. So we saw an explosion of telehealth and mental health apps that, that are still now supplementing, not taking the place of now that people can go back in. So we learned that from the pandemic. We also learned that people could all dial into what it's like to be anxious we all maybe had other reactions to to world events where we saw something and felt a certain way that was shared. But this is the only global event in our lifetime where we all were experiencing the same thing that caused anxiety and a sense of depression for a lot of us and loss and sadness and anger. and, And those of us in the mental health field thought, wow, this is amazing because maybe there's an opportunity to move mental health forward, awareness. And I think we have seen that. And yet there's also been, sadly, what we know about humans. They sort of return back to their, you know, where they were before. And now we're seeing, in a way, a bit of a backslide. We're seeing issues on campuses across the nation dealing with um, challenges and concerns about how do they address Uh, What has been an increase in the need for well-being and mental health services on campuses Mm -hmm. wasn't just among students, but it's clearly among students. So there have been a lot of long-term effects, a lot of things that we've learned, and technology is an incredibly valuable tool if used properly to scale. And we need things that can scale because there are not enough mental health professionals Anywhere, as we've been talking about, this is a a growing challenge, and so we need other things that can scale, and and technology can if it's used properly, mm-hmm. and so that's what I was also going to ask you is why William and Mary because this is the first college campus you're launching Webe in is that yes, correct Yes, we're so <laughs> proud. So, and as as I've learned in my career in my life, the different things that I've done so much is you know, about relationships. And so right at the time that we were starting to look for a university to partner with, it was so clear the more that I learned the incredible work that's being done here on wellness, on well-being, I mean, the, the, the center that I'm sitting in now that is this beautiful, amazing space. And so when we came in and started talking about what we have to offer and what we want to do and how we want to create a model the folks here at William & Mary said, absolutely, come on in. And, and, and the students that we have had the opportunity to talk to have been so thoughtful and so reflective on what they need, what their peers need, and how to make use of this platform that will work to support the individual, a small group, the pod, the affinity group, and also administrators who are trying to get information to students about wellness and well-being.
0: And that being said, what are your goals then for both this campus and then afterwards once you
1: expand WeBe? So we really see WeBe as not an instead of, but as an and. Um, and here at the university, um, as folks get used to it, they'll see that it's also a platform that will allow folks to, to communicate with each other, communicate with their groups. Of course, the focus is on well-being. We really want to democratize well-being. We want people to understand what works for them. We want them to share what works with them with other people that they care about. We want to broaden our our way of talking about well-being so that people can be comfortable sharing. We want other universities to adopt this so that it becomes a thing that people use to improve their well-being so that someone who is struggling who needs to see someone like me, who wants to see someone like me or another mental health professional or other wellness professional can actually get to someone, because right now they can't. And so what I'm hoping is that your listeners will check it out, try it, share about it, learn from each other. They will share that with us, and we will learn and we'll continue to evolve. The last thing I'll say is students brought this up when we met with them, and they said, there's a lot out there right now that is not healthy in social media. This was their comment, that WeBe, and we completely agree, is an alternative. Again, that's the big goal, right? We hope that this becomes an alternative that people can use, but they don't have to worry about those things because it's not here. So all of this being said, we've talked
0: about why WeBe is important right now and how the app works.
1: How do you download it? How much does (laughs) it cost? How can one learn more about it? Oh, I love this. We're getting (laughs) down to the details. Okay, so you can get it on Apple. Or at Google Play, it's a free app. There'll be QR codes all over the place, so you'll be able to download it from that. You can learn more about Weeby by going to weebylife.com. That's our website. We have a lot of great resources on the app that you can go into, and, and you'll learn more about the philosophy and the science and all of that. So download the app. Reach out to us through our partnership here at William & Mary if you have questions. We, the other thing I'll say about students, the first time we downloaded and this we had launched the app, um, and he said, oh, I found a bug. <laughs> and we said, let us know because we launched in, in September. So we're still enhancing constantly and finding things. But if you find anything, let us know in info at Great.
0: Well... Barbara, thank you so much for doing this. I'm really excited about this app. I can't wait to try it out and tell my friends about it.
1: Thank you, Jenny. And thank you for your interest in learning more and sharing that. Our tagline is, it's time to harness the power of we. We believe that we can do that so that we take better care of ourselves and better care of those we love. And that's what this is all about. And that's what this podcast is all about. So thanks for having me on. Of course. And I'm really excited to see what
0: kinds of changes it makes on the campus space. Absolutely. Thank you also to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Ginny Hellmendoller.